Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast and boy, we're back in London breaking down UFC 286 versus Usman 3 for the welterweight title of the world. And as always, before we jump into breaking down this card for y'all, go down, like, and subscribe, comment your picks for this whole card, your favorite pick, whatever bets you got. And these are your hosts, Paul, pick a win of content, and I'm joined with you already know, man. It's the most dangerous, the Don Pye, your boy Kev, Water Boy Savoy, aka the non-Nigerian nightmare. You feel me? But better known as <laughs> the People's Champ. You feel me? All right, People's Champ. How you don't forget non-Nigerian nightmare. You said what's up? What about this card? I think this card's a banger. It's crazy, right? I was watching Izzy and them boys. They was talking. Um, Izzy had one of his homies on there. His name is Southpaw Jack or Jack Southpaw, something like that. Crazy nice kickboxing. Old as fuck, though. Nigga, like, 35. <laughs> but um, they thought this card was a banger because you got so many hitters. You got Leon Edwards, Kamaru Uzman. You got motherfucking Jack Shore on the prelims. You got motherfucking Lauren Murphy, the ultimate fighter winner. So imagine the ultimate fighter winner making a name for herself on a card with the ultimate fighter, with a former ultimate fighter winner. You got the co-main event, which is motherfucking Justin Highlight Gaethje versus a fucking monster known as Raphael Fazid. Like, there's so many hitters, and I miss Gunnar Nelson. Like, you feel me? There's so many hitters on this card. Now, I'm looking at, like, I'm thinking this is an eight and a half, nine. Like, the, I'm a... I'm thinking, because I don't like to give too much credit to cards beforehand no more. But, like, they was giving this shit, like, I'll give it a solid six and a half. I'm like, what the fuck? No, Wait, what what, what did... Muhammad Mikhaev, Je- Jennifer Maya, who's... I mean, she never won the belt, but she was former Invicta champ. She fought Valentina. She fought for the belt. Casey O'Neill, who's another big prospect on the main card. Marvin Vittori. Like, bruh, like, I'm giving this card, honestly, just off of the names alone, it has to start at least eight, eight and a half. And I'm starting at eight and a half. Like, I'm giving it an eight and a half going into it just because I feel like the prelims could have been a little better. But they're also trying to get some hometown guys credit. All right, so I'm not going to knock them for that. I'm telling you, man, I got the passport, dog. Uh, UFC London is in our future because these bitches are bangers every time. Because the next one, we're going to have Tom Aspinall. We're just waiting for our boy to get back. And he's supposed to be working with BT Sports. So he's going to be out there the whole weekend. Just out there. You know, you can't have, you can't have a UFC London without Tom Aspinall. No Patty? No Molly? What's going on? Boys busy. They're busy right now. They should be training. But they'll probably be out there too. You know them boys. Yeah, they'll show up. You'll see Patty. They're going to be together and shit. Uh, they're gonna be together, and then they're gonna be together, and then you're gonna look up out of nowhere and see tied to a boss because um Robert Whitaker and um Volk is there. Oh yeah, no, you know the stars are coming out for this one. This is gonna be the, the stars. Yeah. Gonna be out here. You're gonna see a random tied to a boss and shoe. you that off shit. And then the winner gets to chill in Miami. All the winners get to chill in Miami next card. So I'm just saying. This is UFC London is in our future. <laughs> when we talked about a little, we built up the card for y'all. Yeah, got we got y'all dicks on half chub right now. 
We're gonna jump into it right now. We got let's. I mean, fuck it. Let's talk about your your homegirl. I'll let you introduce your homegirl. Opening the card, her Lauren. Seat. I don't know. Open up the card. The Ultimate Fighter winner for the women's. You'll tell me the division, but motherfucking my dog Lauren Murphy. So here's my here's why I fucking Lauren Murphy. Juliana Miller. Lauren oh, wait. Not bad. Last week, but yeah, no, you just have it. Yeah, you just smoked a little too much. I know, I know you know. I'm hot. I'm hot. Joanna Miller. So, motherfucking, this is why I fuck with her, right? I thought she was a sherm. She pulled up to the Ultimate Fighter because I watched the last season of the Ultimate Fighter. She pulled up on some lame shit, like, I just need a hug. My grandma always told me, if you're ever down, just ask for a hug. And she was like on some crazy nice shit. But, like, you, there's like she's like a WWE wrestler when it comes to the mindset of getting into it because she just blinks like when it's time to fight she's like the nice cool person but when it's time to fight she just blinks that's why my nickname for her is Lauren Lauren Double Double Agent dang what's her name again Joanna Joanna Double Agent Miller motherfucking because she just puts that bitch on and she gets the fucking shit up I mean she's a monster she's an animal I want to say she won with a submission in the um, final, like, she's the truth, she's a problem, and I want to see how far she's going to go. And she's being slept on. The fact that she's starting this card off is telling me she's being slept on because the Ultimate Fighter season wasn't too crazy lit. But, like, you're going to see. Not, so, I can't say she slept on too much just because she's a minus 440 favorite. They, they, Vegas definitely got her as a super favorite here. Van Hardy, 6'4 and 1, plus 350 on the odds. I mean, every, like, Juliana Miller, everything, every fight she's had, she gets a, usually a submission. Uh, takedown accuracy, 100%, four per fight. Like, she's made sure to show that her ground game's great. And Van Hardy isn't, she's more of a striker than anything. Yes, she got a submission, but in her last win, she's like 1 in 5 in her last five, but she did she did beat Pollyanna Viana who is a UFC fighter. She's not bad herself. She got a submission in the first round, but Polly was on top for 45. It was literally a, a first-round submission in, like, 50 seconds. First 45 seconds, Polly's on top, and oh, then wow. Hardy gets, like, a, 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 a little on-the-back submission. So as long as Juliana Miller continues to show that her BJJ is legit and her ground game is legit, I don't see any like minus four forty does not scare me off. I will definitely be adding this to a parlay just to get some better odds. But yeah, I like her too here. I'm telling you, she's a problem. She's gonna be fucking some shit up till you run into it. Till you give her a nice little hitter. And then uh, yeah, we got after that. You got Jaya Herbert versus Ludovic Klein. Jaya Herbert, only thing I know him for is he dropped Illa Taporia in the first UFC London with patting them on the card. And like he almost won that fight, but since then he got he got dropped afterwards, lost the fight, and uh, Illa Taporia has gone on and done great things. But I was like to keep, I I'm, I've always kept an eye on Herbert. I just want to see what he's at plus one sixty underdog. I may sprinkle something on that. I don't know much about Klein. The only reason I may sprinkle on it is because I just remember that he just that one performance has always stuck to me. Then Illa Taporia. Illa Tapur is a future motherfucking that division. So the fact that motherfucking he was able to put keep it competitive and do some shit to him, and he's in his, in London. Let's see what that boy can do. 
And remember, this is crazy because that you know things age, shit gets crazy. So like, Deporia was the one that Patty was beefing with when he threw the hand sanitizer. Remember that first card? And that one was like, oh, don't fuck with Patty. Yeah, it don't matter. It's him versus. And looking back on it, Patty was lucky. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong motherfucker we throwing hand sanitizer at. <laughs> I can tell you, imagine he just. Yeah. Deporia was, you happy to, you better be happy you caught a good Deporia that day. Well, another fight I'm going to highlight we got Muhammad uh, Mukayev, uh, one of my favorite prospects, 9 0 versus Hafe Filajo. Minus 900 favorite. I think every fight he's been in, he's been like a minus 800, 900 favorite. And he's just, he is the equivalent of like, he's London's Habib. All right. That's my, that's like London. You have yourself a Habib and it's Muhammad Makayev. And I really think this guy is legitimate truth. Cause he's, because we're watching another like all time great MMA wrestler that's literally manhandled people. And like, I don't think minus 900 favorite. Bruh, bruh's only 22. Yeah, and so young. That's why I, I can't wait to see how good he gets in the UFC. Three-fight win streak. So that's all the fights that he's had in the UFC so far? Yeah, he's the one, if you remember, he had the AK-47, and, and he, uh, him and the fighter he's going up against was beefing because he posted it and was like, I'll see you in London. And the other guy was like, oh, I'm with that shit. I'm from St. Louis. That, that was like the biggest drama that was going on for the last UFC London card. And then Mohammed is literally just went in there and was like spine busting him a few times. Literally, it's, it's a, like there, were, there was some bad moments in that fight. That's, it's, he's just different, bro. Like minus 900, it should tell you enough on how good he is. That's scary. And he's starting to, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep an eye on my boy. Yeah, you've been trying to keep him a secret. And then we have a uh, literally the early prelims featured fight is Leon Murphy eleven zero and one versus Gabriel Santos. I don't know much about these fighters. They're both undefeated, and I'm just keeping an eye on this fight because the odds are very close minus one eighty plus one fifty five. Gabriel Santos is the former champion of fucking what was it called? Uh, he literally, his last fight was in January this year where he won the LFA championship. So, like, he's coming off of that. He's yet to be in. And the last people we saw make the crazy good debut was the, remember Terrence McKinney last fight? And he went up against the fucking, uh, that Brazilian. Like, this is another Brazilian champion of LFA, of Brazil's biggest. The and we're going to watch him go up against undefeated. Leon Melfry, UFC fighter. Like, as far as this might be a good fight to just keep an eye on. Like, I can't wait for this fight. And the only reason is because of how good Brazil's last people that came in did. And they just kind of left a good taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. He said a good taste in your mouth. Six free. But yeah, I'll definitely be, I'll definitely be watching that one. That's my pick for I'll fight. be nice and drunk by then. I think that might be fired in night right there. Just because I think... Do you understand? Do you understand that every Justin Gaethje fan just canceled you for saying that? Oh, for real? Yeah, the highlight reel. <laughs> ten fights, ten fights, ten fight night bonuses. Like, yeah, boy's a fucking problem. And then, um, it's, and then we're gonna jump into I 
Is there anything left on the print? Oh, my boy Jack Shore. Last time we last time we saw my boy Jack Shore was against Ricky Simone. I was I was speaking so highly of Jack Shore that pick fight just for him to lose a, a decision to Simone. And now here we are now. Now he's sixteen and one. Going up against Marquan Armakani, seventeen and eight. And uh I just think this is a UFC giving him I won't say an easy one because Hawk Monty's a really good like takedown submission artist fighter, but Jack Shore thinks he's gonna, he's gonna come back strong. I think he's gonna come back and right his wrongs. I mean, Jack Shore is about to double back, and this is gonna be the fight where I kind of learned a little bit more about Jack Shore, so I can see like, okay, he's not just a hun. But fun fact about Jack Shore, he was on Ariel Hawani this week, right? He was there on Monday. You know, Jack Shore, cool guy, they guy. So Ariel Wally has this new fixation about darts. So they were playing darts. And this motherfucker, Jack Shore, there was some controversy. I saw, I know the clip you're talking about. I've seen it. And you know, it's, I watched that shit live. Like, I watched, like, they literally, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Twitter is telling me that we need to go take a look at the footage of um, Jack Shore playing darts. And then the Twitter detectives was like, nah, bro, you cheated. So... He, they say that he missed the first one. Well, he says he missed the first one. And then he boom, boom, boom. And I think he lost to Ariel. He beat Ariel 39-32 on some shit. Or I can't remember the exact score he beat Ariel on. But the screen goes black for a second because he's moving. And it looks like some people are accusing my dog of cheating. He said he moved that miss into a 20. And that 20 is why he beat Ariel. If not, he would have lost 32-39. I'm just saying, man. Just tell me that man means, by any means, he's going to get that. I was about to say, that, that, that's how I took that. I was like, he's going to win by any means, and that's what he's going to do on this motherfucker. He's not losing two in a row. And Jack Shore, we fuck with Jack Shore. He's going to be on the podcast one day. We're not playing darts with his ass. He's going to be on the podcast. Unless it's in person. Mm-hmm. Then, let's get into this main car. We got Marvin Vittori versus Roman Dolazzi. Vittori minus 280. The Lotsi is plus two thirty. Lotsi can he got the takedowns? He's got the submission attempts. Like he he's the full package here. Like he like this is gonna be a good little fight from Vittori. We haven't he's coming off the Whitaker loss too. So let's see. I mean, so here's my thing about Marvin Vittori. I think it's because I rock with Izzy so hard. I'm not a fan, but I'm not a fan. I really want to see what um my boy, what's his name? Dollar Dollar Roman Delazzi. We're going to call him Roman. I want to see what that boy Roman can do because this is going to be a closer fight. I'm shocked that it was 280. I was expecting it to be like a 160, like 140 range type shit. But I got I got my boy Roman. I ain't going to lie to you. I want to see what he does against Marvin Vittori's wrestling. And I really like the lot where he's been exciting since his last three fights, all finishes, all KOs, 12 and one. His one loss is against Trevor Giles. And it's very, very, I don't know if he really should have lost that fight. He had more strikes, more ground control. It's it just sometimes judges aren't fucking with you that fight. Uh, but we don't know what they want. Yeah, we don't know what they want. I just really like, I think at plus 230, bro, there's no way I'm not picking Delazzi here. Like, I just don't know where they see. Like, Vittori is a great wrestler. He's shown that, yeah, if you're not a top five fighter, you're not beating me. 
But I think Dolazzi, as long as he it is a three-round fight, I think he can do enough in three rounds to win this fight. I, I really like him here, especially because BJJ. Like, I just don't know how comfortable is Vittori going to get in some positions. And he's a big guy. He's not He's not small for the middleweight division. Nah, he's fucking huge. Nah, he's what we call chest. But motherfucking... How do you how did you like his cardio on the last fight against Whitaker? Vittori, not good at all. He got figured out, and the moment he got figured out, he couldn't land a strike, couldn't shoot. It was such a, a piss-poor performance all around. Like, you, you literally got beat bad, like, in my eyes. Like, yeah, you didn't take a lot of damage, but you literally weren't able to do a damn thing. Okay, I was going to make sure I wasn't just me because after the last fight, I wasn't a fan. I'm really, I thought I was a hater because it is me, but I'm just not a fan. Yeah, and I think Delati can be. Let's go. Let's go, Ramon. Right Delati's going to pop in that. I was going to say, you think Ramon, you think Ramon, um, subs him? I think Ramon gets a finish by fucking KO, bro. I think he gets on like ground and pound KO type. Oh, wow. Like he drops him. Just going for the finish and on the punches, fight's over. Mm, respect. And then let's get into the women's here on the main card. Women's fly late. Got Jennifer Maya plus one fifty versus Casey O'Neill minus one seventy five. Casey O'Neill literally was like born for this. Her dad, former kickboxer, been in the gym forever. Got his own gyms. Casey O'Neill was born in and been in gyms her whole life. She had she's been training since nine years old. She's been um uh, went from kickboxing like her dad to rolling. She like literally she is like in women's MMA. Like she was born for this. She's done it her whole life. And she she did fights at 14 years old and had, had to lie about her age and like lie to her parents because her dad didn't want her competing. And reluctantly he made he started he entered her into some amateur shit when she was like 18. And like ever since then, nine and zero, and like here she is now, like on the main card. So much hype behind this fighter, bro. And I see it. I she's one hundred percent a perfect skill. Like she, she throws a lot of volume, got power behind her strikes, very technical with her kickboxing background. But then she shoots like two, three takedowns a fight and can submit you anywhere. Like she is such a great fighter. I think she really is. Like if they get the right marketing behind her. They, she could really be the next big thing in women's MMA. I like it. I'm glad we're on the same page. I really fuck with Casey O'Neill. I want to say, who did she fight last time? I feel like she mauled her. And um, I just think the odds are crazy for her to be at minus 175. I think this is a, one of those fights where UFC loves. And they get, she, like, you know, UFC, they love to make those fights where uh, aging fighters against the new young talent, and they know the young talent's going to win, and it, it just pushes them further into the division and puts a name for themselves. And I think that's exactly what this fight is. Like, oh, you're, like, we're going to add Jennifer Maya to your resume because you're only 9 0. We, we, we're going to need you to start being into those, oh, top 10 talk. So here's Jennifer Maya, a lot older, one in four. And her only one win is uh, Jennifer uh, Jessica I, and Jessica I hasn't got a one. It hasn't gotten a win since like twenty twenty. So like, oh wow, yeah, it's like the writing's on the wall. I'm hammering minus one seventy five. I really hope everyone does the same. Like that's just free money sitting in front of us. Should I bet the house? 
I'm betting my house and Sham's house. Like they're both going up if we lose. Nice. <laughs> then I love calling it like, like there's the main event, co-main event, and then there's like the third. I love that third fight always because I'm like you could have been co-main event. Like you're 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 on the cusp of like main event stats. And we got Gunnar Nelson minus three seventy. Versus our boy Brian Barberina, who's been a highlight reel like all 2022. That boy was a highlight reel, and uh, I think he got fired the night in every single one of his fights in 2022, where his uh he got the loss to RDA second round submission, but then he got the win over Robbie Lawler and the win over Matt Brown in both fights. All three of those fights were just great fights. Those two were like I'm not gonna lie to you, I was looking. I was kind of thinking of more of a – I was feeling Matt, for Matt Brown on that one. But um, you know what's funny? Do you remember last time we was on a live stream and I was like, yo, Paul, remember? I'd be doing like all types of crazy shit during the fights and I was watching – Um, I was at a ball and I was watching a fight and I couldn't remember what fight it was. Yeah. It was Matt Brown versus Brian Barberina. It was whatever card that was. I'm upset. I just remembered. That's UFC Austin. So, yeah, yes, that shit was lit. But um, Brian Barberin is a problem. But Gunnar Nelson is an OG, what I found out. They said that they really was around, like, with Connor and the boys. And I was just like, oh, oh. Yeah. And it was a point in time he left for three years and came back. That was 2019. He took, like, a three-year hiatus. He came back last year. We saw him on the Volkov Aspinall card. He got the Namus decision win on Sato. Where he literally just took his back all three rounds, locked it up, and it was just like trying to get the 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 neck crank and then to punch him a few times. Like every round was like the same thing: take the back and just control it. This BJJ, like he's he's almost like the mm. Paul Craig of welterweight, where like he's just he has the BJJ down pack. Like he's legitimate, one of the best BJJ fighters at welterweight, if not the best. But he doesn't have any stand-up, really. And that's what always hurts him. He took a three-year hiatus. We only seen him in that one fight at UFC London. The fights before that were 2019. was the loss to Gilbert Burns, an Amos decision. Of course, you go up against one of the better BJJ fighters in the world. You're going to lose that one because he can do both. Then he got the split decision loss to Leon Edwards, which was a very close fight because he was able to get the takedowns. And a win over a submission win over Alex Cowboy Oliveira and then a KO loss to Sergio Ponzinibbio, who's a great stand-up fighter. So this fight's is interesting to me. I'm like, is Gunner able to get the takedowns of Brian Barberena? Or is the stand-up fighter and Barberena gonna be able to get some like land some shots with the pin takedown? I'm heavily on the side of Gunnar Nelson because I haven't seen much of Barbarina to be like, oh, you're you're a fun fighter. I love rooting for you. You're a highlight reel. But you're not technically sound at all. So, like, when you're going to start getting sh shot on and people start technically taking you down, especially, like, a BJJ black belt, I just think it's uh, – this is this is going to be one of the more boring fights, in my opinion. Like, this is going to be a fight where you're probably going to turn away just because Gunnar's going to be on his back for, like, five minutes around. That's crazy. I think it's going to be the exact opposite. I think this fight is actually going to be um, competitive. I think if Brian Barberana can control this fight, it low-key would have been the um, 
it would be a good rival for fight of the night after Justin Gaethje. If Justin Gaethje and Fazeev wasn't here, like, that's what I low-key was thinking. This fight could low-key go boom, 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 boom. Like, Brian Barbarana could get a nice second-round finish. I'm taking Barbarana on this one. Let's see, let's see what he can do. I've got the big gun in Nelson here. I mean, you know, not every big favorite always wins, but we'll see just because – I, if Gunnar Nelson can't get the takedown, yeah, you're probably right. And we're going to see a KO. But I just don't see Bob Renner being able to uh, stop those takedowns. I got a lot of underdog in this card. Nice. I'm talking with it. Then on our co main event, Justin, the highlight reel, Gaethje himself versus Rafael Vasiv, 12 and 1. This, no one's saying it's like the number one contendership fight, but like, honestly, these are like, I think the winner of this probably goes to fight Islam next. Um, if not the Oliveira rematch, who knows? But I, this is really the top tier, two top tier guys that lightweight going at it. Two highlight reels, two strikers. Even though Gaethje got the wrestling background, not much can be said. I think it's funny because Gaethje has the wrestling background, but he doesn't use that shit for shit. And motherfucking, I feel like Fazeev can wrestle too, just because. You said what's up? He shot zero takedowns in his career. That's crazy. So it's gonna be a bang out. It's gonna Justin Gaethje's coming in there. If he said, "Yo, at the weigh-in, like, yo, I'm the most exciting fighter that this in this in this company." No, he said, "I'm the most exciting fighter to have ever stepped in an octagon." So he's gonna come in and bang it out. He's gonna come in and go crazy. And I think. He's gonna get caught with something, something slight, something nice. I think Rafael Fazeev—he's a monster. He's an animal. He's been on a tear. What is he on? Uh, oh my God! Just a lot of wins in a row. Like he just beat the fuck out of R. He just beat RDA. So he he knocked RDA. He beat, yeah, beat Brad Riddell, Bobby Green, Moicano. Like these are names. Like I'm respect. Don't get me wrong. Justin Gaethje is a fucking. Human highlight reel. He's really similar to like, oh man, not Vince Carter, but he's similar to somebody that just comes out and he does great shit every time he steps in off of that because that's what he does. That's what he lives for. Even when he was fighting Oliveira last um last year, at least that first round was competitive. It was lit, but Oliveira just does what Oliveira does. But I haven't gotten to see a crazy banger lit Justin Gaethje fight yet, and I refuse to go to the past to see it. I've seen two good Justin Gaethje fights my whole life. I saw Khabib versus Justin Gaethje, Champ versus Champ, got got tapped out. Motherfucking, he then I saw him versus Dubrock, got tapped out. Both legendary motherfucking um, submission artists. I want to see Justin Gaethje go crazy, but I'm not going to lie to you. I got Fazeev in this one. I don't know where I really stand in this fight because I want to be like, well, maybe Gaethje finally surprises some people with a takedown. This would be a fight. Stop it. But then it's like, what has Gaethje shown in the past? Not that. And when Gaethje come to the attitude and the prep and the press and everything, pre-fight shit, it's all, oh, I'm the most exciting fighter the UFC's ever seen. So it sounds like he doesn't want to do it. But he's six and he's four. He's not doing it, man. Six and four in his UFC career, which I found crazy. I was like, damn, that's not the record I thought he would have in the UFC to be a top five guy. I mean, it's all hitters, though. 
you know, it is all here. Still, six and four is not like the biggest. Like, oh shit, like this guy's been like, like the crazy Donovan. But Robert, like, who's he lost to? He got caught in his UFC debut by Megomed Mustafov, who a great fighter beat Kevin Lee. He beat a lot of good fighters. Um, but I could I see Gaethje catching for Z? I could definitely see it, but I could also see for Z catching Gaethje. If this was a five round fight, I would probably pick Gaethje. But because it's only a three round fight, I don't think Z's cardio is going to come into a, a like come into fruition at all. And I see, I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get the win here. But I think this is going to be a, a Man, dirty fight, right? I think it's going to be a fucking like some like some. I, you're going to get what you want, Kev, in this fight. I I see it. You're gonna get. I'm 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 gonna get what I paid for because I just got the notification that the pay per view is what sixty nine ninety nine. Yep. Yeah, it is seventy nine ninety nine. Cause you know some people don't have fight pass, so I'm gonna get every single dollar worth of my money. So we're both rocking by Steve on this, and then let's get into the main event here. We got Leon. Oh what? Oh, wait, real quick before we go, right? So this is going to be funny to me. I think one other thing about this is if Justin Gaethje loses this fight, it's just a Justin Gaethje loss. Nobody's going to trip. Like, they're just going to find somebody else excited for the fight probably later in the year. If Aziz loses this fight, he loses a lot of momentum that he's been gaining towards getting that championship fight. Oh, no, he definitely does. And, like, that's a good way. That's what I'm saying. He's six and four, but no one ever brings like talks about that. Like they're just like, oh, Justin Gaethje's like that guy. That's why I, when I saw that UFC record, I was kind of shocked. I was like, oh, I, I thought he may have been like ten and four. You know, I know he has losses, but I thought he would have more dubs. It's funny to me because I feel like all his all that shit happened in um in the apex, like during COVID. Justin Gaethje kind of saved you know, Justin Gaethje went ham during COVID. Like, it's really easy to remember all that shit. Damn, and Kevin Holland basically is saving, saving the UFC from COVID. Uh, but let's get Kevin Holland did. I seen a clip. I seen a clip of Kevin Holland kicking Marvin Vittorio in the nuts this morning. I was like, ah, this is the type of shit I want to see this week. <laughs> Take me back to the apex. Yeah, I'm looking at both the main event fighters' records. It's crazy. 20 and 2, 20 and 3. Edwards versus Usman, the trilogy. Finally just set it off into 0-2 here. And this is this is talking about it. Usman won the first one, unanimous decision win. Edwards gets the win with the, the head kick in the last moment. He's not cut from that cloth, as John Annick said. Legendary moment. But let's let's get into the, the nitty-gritty. Eight years since my dog, Ed, Leon Edwards, has taken it out. Eight years. And it was to Kamara Usman, fresh out the motherfucking ultimate fighter. So this is when shit gets crazy. So if you didn't know about this, you've been living under a motherfucking rock. But Leon Edwards, Kamara Usman, August 20th, it was fucking crazy. If you did that was probably that was uh, that was my favorite um live stream because we was deep as fuck on a live stream, nigga. It was shot o'clock. I swear every other round, motherfucking. And when Leon Edwards kicked the fuck out of Kamara Usman, we all shitted our pants all at different times. Yeah, 
fucking what do you do you remember the feeling do you remember the feeling when we saw this motherfucker kick the shit out of us Bro, that was such a crazy night because everyone was sitting there like, bro, like, Usman is just, oh, fuck, like, all the Edwards talk is dead. Usman's really the dominant because Usman was also on, like, about to beat GSP's record. That was on the line. Like, I think and, it was Anderson Silva. Or uh, he was about to break the record, bro, and then that to happen was wild. And the fact, you said it was eight years since Leon Edwards sat last month. Usman was undefeated for eight years before Leon Edwards beat him. Let's take it back to the first fight real quick. I know you've seen it. Yeah, fucking 2015, they were on the prelim cards of RDA versus Cowboy Cerrone. Back on UFC. That card was fucking crazy. Oh, of all the hitters. That whole card was insane. So and, many hitters, like, and it was in Orlando. And it was UFC on Fox. Like, that's how long ago it was. And, and Usman gets the name of decision, gets the takedowns, wrestles. Like, but Edwards has leveled up since then. Like, I will say Edwards, he showed some takedown defense in the first fight. I didn't say, I won't say he showed great takedown defense. Oh, he got a takedown himself. Like, first person ever take Usman down. Give him that. I mean, so in the first fight, Usman wrestled the fuck out of his ass. Like, that shit was crazy. But I also recognize that Usman also didn't want to strike with Leon, for real, for real. It like, it was in the second fight, that's when Usman, Usman really learned, like, okay, I can keep up with him. I can do this, too. I can make him feel very uncomfortable. But a lot of that first fight was Usman was getting the takedown, and he was holding him. Like, even on a cage, he had the double unders holding him like he wasn't going for that the ref had to break him up so in the second fight this is where this is where you you come in when i think in the second fight i think i didn't notice this until you said it but you said that Uzmi is not wrestling like he used to no like but i also feel like he wasn't wrestling like he used to because he wanted to show he wanted to show like i'm not just like, oh, if I beat him with straight wrestling for five rounds, like a Kobe Covington type of way, y'all are going to be like, oh, all, like, all you could do is – like, you know, they, people find ways to hate. They were like, oh, he just could wrestle real good. So I feel like he wanted to show that he's the MMA perfect force. He's he's literally, like, the best fighter of all time. Like, I feel like that's what he was really trying to show. Like, some John Jones shit. Like, oh, I'm not, don't remember just for wrestling. Like, memory for fucking my MMA. I respect it. I mean, you gotta throw some mystery if you want motherfuckers to do that shit. But it was just a, it was interesting because I was watching Joe Rogan and Jamal Hill, and they were talking about how Usman's like really get. There's no cartilage in there. Like he's very similar to D Wade. The way they was explaining, they reminded me of how D Wade is. There's no cartilage in his knees. They say something like he's. He's so tough that he does everything that he's doing. Everything is in pain because of his knees. Like, he has no part of it. Everything he does in pain. They say that sometimes he walks on the grass instead of the sidewalk because there's less pressure. And I was just like, oh, wow. That's interesting. But Usman, Usman still found a way to beat the fuck out of him. You got to give Leon Edwards the first round. You have to. 
this is when shit gets interesting. Because Leon, because Usman found a way to beat the fuck out of him for five and like seven apes, um, four and seven apes of the rest of the fight. You feel me? So like, but at the end of the day, it's not like you can say Leon Edwards threw that kick out of desperation, but they practiced that. They saw that in the film. Like it's literally in the embedded in the motherfucking countdown. They practice it when he goes this way. Type shit. People pointing out that where the fight took place first time, Usman versus Edwards, there's a lot more elevation, which is why Edwards looked gassed more than he usually ever does. So people are really thinking that now that they're at the O2 where it's more sea level, that Edwards is going to be able to showcase his cardio a lot more than what he did the first fight, be able to stop takedowns, all that. So, I mean, that does add an extra layer to make it more interesting. But, like, I don't know how people have to be on Twitter and legitimately sitting here like, oh, Edwards is going to win this fight. Like, I, And I'm just sitting there like, bro, like, do we not watch the last four rounds in four minutes of a fight before the last three seconds? So... I'm heavy. heavy. Hey. 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 All I got to say is they brought up a great point. He was talking with DC and RC. You know DC. DC and um, Kane Velasquez is like this. They brought up when Kane, the cardio king, got mother fought at high elevation. He was against Alex Overeem or something like that. He was looking kind of gas. And it's the cardio king. He don't get tired. It might happen, man. You see it happen to people when they play de- the Broncos. I want to see, though, because if Usman doesn't come out and wrestle, then I think the whole knee cartilage thing is 100% like a problem. But I think we're going to see a wrestling Usman here. I think we're going to see an Usman that's not playing with his food, and I'm expecting a finish. I'm expecting uh, another TKO ground and pound type finish, just like unanswered strikes. It's just Usman is just like pouring him in. And uh, if he does lose, though, if Usman does lose, I it's just crazy. Where where does he go from here? Because like, is he gonna fight Colby Covington? Does he fight Gilbert Burns? Does he fight Jorge Masvidal? Like RDA? Like who does he fight next after? Because like all I've ever known about this man, like, he's a champ. Like so, it's crazy to see if he does lose this fight. Like where? Like I won't see him fighting in a title fight after if he loses again. That's actually a good question, and it's crazy that you rock with Usman so heavy because I definitely thought you were fucking with Leon Edwards. See, I I was fucking with Leon Edwards for the first fight. I think I still picked Usman to win. But Leon Edwards, I do fuck with him, but I don't know. His resume, people, I mean, I'm saying it's a bad resume. A win over Usman, which definitely makes it look a lot better now. And he has a win over RDA. People thought RDA may be done at that point, but, like, as we've seen recently, RDA's definitely not done. And then he got the split decision win over Gunnar Nelson, which was close. A win over Cowboy in 2018, where Cowboy was still still much alive. Went over tw- Brian Barbarana in 2017. Went over Vincent Luque 2017 in his prime. Like, but these are strikers. Other than RDA. He didn't fight Tony Ferguson? No, he didn't fight Tony Ferguson. He fought Nate Diaz. Oh, that's the wrong way, guys. And Nate Diaz. No, I thought he was waiting on the fight with Nate. Oh, he fought Nate? Yeah, he fought Nate for the Usman fight. And he won four and a half minutes of that fight. Every four and a half rounds. And then Nate Diaz cracked him and almost, like, dropped him in the fight. Like he, if, if People are saying if Nate Diaz would have probably chased that, 
who knows what would happen. But Nate Diaz literally finally caught him with a good one. Instead of chasing it, he said, ah, you like that. Like, literally. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, Nate Diaz, like, why did you? If you would just fucking chase him down instead of gloating, like, yeah, I did that to you. Like, you probably would have maybe won that fight. <laughs> instead, he lost. That's insane. Decision lost. <laughs> so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, his, and then, the, the like, Gunnar Nelson, not a great wrestler, just a great BJJ fighter, split decision, was able to get some takedowns. Balil Muhammad was really the only real wrestler I see on the resume that I'm like, okay, like, what did he do? And it was a two two round fight, no contest because of the eye pokes. Yes, he was stuffing the takedowns, but as you know, wrestling is a long term game. Where like as you start getting tired a little bit more, you're not gonna be able to stuff those takedowns in the in the three, four, five round. So, Especially if you train with Mirage. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm like, I just think maybe I'm wrong, and then we'll see who's gonna knock him out and wrestle. Maybe Leon Edwards comes out with the cardio god himself. Who knows? I don't. Well, every, every pick is right until they lock the cage. I just think Usman is gonna is coming in with some relentless intent for this fight. That's crazy. So like, I refuse to be on your side on this one because I really thought this was going to Leon Edwards. So I'll pick Leon Edwards like a gangster supposed to. But everybody knows I'm rooting for the now. Nah, you know I got Kamaru Usman. But like on the podcast, Leon Edwards. So if Leon Edwards is right, I'll t- if Leon Edwards gets his whoop, I'll take a shot and I'll enjoy that shot. <laughs> so I'm gonna run down the picks before we leave out of here. He has Edwards. I got Usman. He had. We both got Fazeev. We both got. Gun- oh, I got Gunnar Nelson. You got Brian Barbarino. We both got Casey O'Neill. And I both. And I believe we both got Roman Delazzi. Or did you take the yeah. tour? Oh, they were both got that. I thought you were going to take the Tories. See, you be trying to take my picks, bro. Nah, no. And uh, I think Delati's also from the same country Marab's from. So point it out. Mm, come yeah. on now, George. Them Georgia boys, get right. Yeah, let me double check before I start a World War Three. Yeah, all right. He's from Georgia also. All right, yeah. Them boy, yeah. Georgia might be where some of the new pillars are coming from. We saw the Dagestani days, and now we're going into the, the glory – Georgia Day. Wherever shop caught nah, India. India is where they India is where they're, they're training killers right now. Rahmanov is from uh Shavka is from um Kazakhstan. Yeah, Shavka and them boys, I bet you they got some hitters out there. But fuck it, London got the hitters. Yeah, fuck London, it, London got the hitters. We got Shea Patterson on this card, ten and one, Mohammed Makayev, Leroy and Murphy, who we're gonna see watch this fight against the ten and no. Gabriel Why did they? Is is it and Patty not in the same weight class? No, Taporia is in a uh, uh, featherweight and uh, not featherweight, but weight class. Yeah, no, he's in featherweight and um, Patty's in uh, lightweight. They're one weight class away from each other. Oh, man, I was wondering why they didn't book this fight. But I guess people are. You think people are Molly me bought in on Patty out right now? I don't think I think people are patting mollied out, but it's also because of how piss poor the performances have been. If they would have came in and like like Molly lost, like we all thought she would if you were with me. But if you were with Patty, if you really thought Patty was something special, which a lot of casuals thought, and he barely got a win over Jared Gordon, 
Like they, they kind of got a big problem on their hands, but they have a star that they just need to make sure it looks good. But he now he's at a point where like they're scared to probably put him against someone else in the top fifteen. Like put him in the top fifteen, you don't know how he's gonna work. So, and I, so they I, put him on the pay per view with Patty. It's either give up on Patty and feed him to someone like Taporia, maybe if he moves up. If you want to make him a star, but if you really want Patty to be a star, they gotta be very strategic with that double opponent. I think it's crazy if he starts losing. If he starts losing consistently, a lot of the shit that is funny might turn lame fast. I will say I think his best opponent, and I literally think it's the best at lightweight, is Tony Ferguson. Ooh. Put the name on your resume. Like moves you up the rankings without having to fight a legitimate killer. And now you're sitting in the top ten, and you and like, I feel like that's the perfect fit for him. You fight a Tony Ferguson, you you get to move up because I think you can win that fight, and you don't have to fight like a legitimate like like a, a real competing top fifteen lightweight fight. True, but hey, man, that's UFC London, man. You got anything else, Paul? Nah, bro, I hope that is. I hope they blow the golf off the old two. Bro, this shit is gonna be live. And Kamaru Usman is saying that he has um, he has a lot of um fans out there in London, so it's just gonna be a back and forth. And you know what's crazy about these? These boys are low key talking shit, and I don't think they really like each other. I'm not gonna lie to you. No, it's Leon. Leon's talking crazy. That's the only reason why I think Usman's gonna come because like Leon been talking like he was winning a majority of that fight, like. The way he's been acting, I'm like, shit. But also, we saw that yeah. with Aljo. We saw that with Aljo, and how did that play out? And, but it's crazy because um, i seen a stat that, like, only four or, like, five champions all the time have won the rematch are getting their belt back. And we got two championships on the way. We got two champions trying to get their belts back. We got Izzy, next pay-per-view, and we got Kamaru this one. So I don't think both of them are going to get it. One of them got to give. So I'm hoping it's – I hope – I'm rooting for – you know, I'm team Nigerian I'm Nightmare. Huh? Only one getting them back. You're right. <laughs> so I, I don't know, man. I'm not playing these UFC odds. I'm not playing no MMA map. I'm sitting there like, hey, if percentages and shit go, let Kamaru get, let Kamaru, let Leon get it because he he earned it. And motherfucking, let's let Izzy finally beat motherfucking Alex to conquer this division again. You know what's funny? But that's just, what I broke down the Alex and Izzy shit to Drake. It was like I was like no, but you don't understand. Like Izzy was dominating, right? Like he was he like number one ranked guy beat him. Number two beat him. Number three, oh, don't even want to see that fight. Number four killed him. And I'm like, and UFC went out and found the guy who beat him twice. <laughs> and he was like, no, this <laughs> he's not like right. They they pulled out the paperwork on that boy. And I was like, it's so crazy because the, the whole Izzy run prior to Piera. Never heard him lick about this Alex Pierre cat. <laughs> like we have a eighteen and zero undefeated great champion has beat all these greats. Is he the goat? Who knows? But then once that shit started running stale, they're like, "Hold up, we got we got to go find his Undertaker." Mm. Uh, but you no can cap. That's just crazy, man. Like, that's all I have to say about that. That shit was funny to me. That's just it. Hey, we talking that shit because, hey, man, 
you will see us at UFC 287 in Miami. Yeah, boy, you better get a ticket right now because I know them resellers is taxing. They sold out. They Most sold out already? Out. They were almost sold out. They literally had like a, a pick of all the seats and like who were resellers versus sellers and that bitch was already like almost gone. Imagine having to pay a thousand for the same tickets we paid six hundred for. That's crazy. Couldn't be me. But couldn't be me. But you know what we is though. I'm your boy Kev Waterboy Savoy, aka the Street Fighter Enthusiast. I'm in this bitch with Paul Picking with him concert, aka the drunk gambler. And this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast. And we don't mind to tell you that it's top of the morning, tea and crumpets, motherfucking. We going to London for UFC London. UFC 280 motherfucking six. It's about to be a banger. We'll see what the fuck goes down. But in the meantime, tell you, you, and the other dude behind you that you's a bitch.